On today's marvelous episode of Podcast Mastered, we marvel at the MCU's Infinity Saga. We're also going to preview Black Widow and recap the newest episode of Loki. So stick around. Welcome to episode 5 of Podcast Mastered. I'm your host, Ethan Meyer, and as always, I'm joined by Chelsea and Wade. And today is a very jam-packed day of Marvel goodness. We're going to be talking the Infinity Saga, the MCU version of the Infinity Saga, not the comic books. Which and then, one? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and then later on in the episode, we'll be previewing Black Widow, which comes out July 9th. And then we're also going to discuss the latest episode of Loki, episode four. So with that being said, say we just kind of jump right in here to uh, to the MCU talk with uh, the Infinity Saga. And I guess just right off the top, guys, what uh, what did, what what are your what are your initial impressions and initial thoughts of the whole like? the saga itself and the three phases and what marvel was able to accomplish uh where to start really yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. um a lot to unpack just the fact that they got so many movies in in like a cohesive group um it just it's just astounding you know the fact that everything fits right there together and it tells one whole story um it's just bizarre you know yeah i feel like this thing is the uh like perfect representation of what it's like to have a plan and a through line as opposed to just like faking it as you go along because the mcu would not be as successful as it is if they did not have like this roadmap you know and i'm Mm -hmm. sure it was altered and things changed and new ideas and stuff like that but they had like a they had to have had like a pretty general you know roadmap and just to prove that that's like the best way to handle it just look at dc and star wars and these other major franchises that (laughs) didn't have a plan and they're always in shambles or trying to make up for mistakes you know and the mcu is kind of like the gold standard of what it's of what you can accomplish when everyone's on the same page you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well you know Marvel had the beginning of it was so crazy because um, I don't think there was too too much of a plan like when they started. Um, I think it was a like at minimum I'm sure it was more like hey we're just kind of kind of slowly get towards like a full Avengers movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then and then after the first Avengers, I think that's when it really exploded. Like they were like, we definitely have some traction here. Um, we have all the stuff that we can work with. We might as well just go for it. Yeah, because... You know, it's, with such a cast that they had, too. Such a charming cast. Why not? Yeah. And even, like, you look back at Phase 1, a lot of those, you know, they're most, you know, they're all mostly origin films. You know, you had Thor, you had Iron Man, Iron Man 2, then you had the Hulk, or the, you know, and then you had uh, Captain America, and then the avengers Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until the avengers 
that the MCU had like didn't reach its like uh, state of like prominence even within like like mainstream you know because it was just like oh it's a superhero movie let's go watch a superhero movie like you know we're this is after you know all the spider-mans and x-men was kind of in a weird place and you know you had dc doing some batman stuff you know it wasn't out of the ordinary to have a superhero movie um so you had you know when an iron man comes out or thor comes out and you had these little inklings at the end you know into the credits and and you know that kind of were laying the groundwork but i remember watching those films when they came out and i you know the first iron man had nick fury at the end he's like i want to do the avengers initiative and you're like whoa that's fucking cool that I don't was know such that, a huge I, moment yeah yeah it's like and i don't <laughs> i don't really awesome. know what you guys mean by this or what you're are you doing an avengers film <laughs> you know like is this really happening after oh, they yeah. used the a word they used the a word man. yeah exactly and it wasn't until i feel like it wasn't until i actually like watched avengers i'm just like whoa this is a really cool culmination of all this stuff it's like all these things were already like planned to to like this was the final movie like i've always i've always looked at the mcu as more of like a kind of like how tv is handled where each phase is kind of like a season and mm-hmm. it ends with like that. an avengers film is kind of like the last episode of the season like the season finale you know oh mm-hmm. for sure yeah like it's it's more set up that way as opposed to just like you know these one-off films because like each film is very important for the next or you know like it, it's the way they handled it is almost like uh like hasn't really been done on that scale in film mm-hmm. you know yeah and it's still you know we'll talk about it later but black widow kicks off phase four in terms of the films so it's just like it's still going it started in 2008 and it's 2021 and they still have like two phases potentially planned out like it's pretty crazy and now we have you know tv shows and stuff added into that right um, right, right, right. outside of movies so it's just building really <laughs> yeah it's truly a cinematic universe <laughs> <laughs> right and, and you know they they have plenty of like source material to pull from you know it's not like they're gonna mm-hmm. run dry they're still okay. entire no. like you know, they just acquired Fox and all that stuff. So you get all, you know, you get the Fox characters, which will some, you know, way down the road get introduced. And then there's these little inklings that like the Sony Spider-Man universe is going to somehow bleed over. You know, if that happens, cool. If not, it's fine. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, so they still have like, you know, it's crazy to think that like the Infinity Saga could just be like, a foundation and it can only just get bigger and crazier you know mm-hmm. absolutely so, like that's pretty i don't know it's almost like uh it's i'm almost like skeptical of it because the infinity saga wrapped up so well that i'm just like they can't pull that shit off again like <laughs> right like there's no way like they caught lightning in a bottle with the with the way that that like all culminated there's no way they can pull it off again and i feel like they kind of feel like that too <laughs> a little bit yeah well you know like now that now that uh the saga has concluded um i, I feel like they're they're trying to be careful not to like give that impression 
that yeah. that's something that they're trying to do again. Um, now that's mm-hmm. like we've we've kind of ended this 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 stage, and now we're kind of in like this uh, this open space, this nice open field, where we can just kind of let all the characters out to play um, and explore them without go- particularly going in like a straightforward direction. Right. Um, while they make plans and they fit the Fox properties in and stuff like that, um, which I love. I, I love hopefully getting to see all these characters shine and grow more as actual people and stuff before they're thrown into like more cosmic nonsense. Right. It is nice having these, the, you know, especially with the TV shows that are more character studies of the the characters that you know were in the infinity saga and they had prominent roles but they were never like the stars they were never the highlights they were always sidekicks or you know kind of just had throwaway lines stuff like that you know being able to give mm-hmm. wanda and vision their own their own thing and then uh bucky and and falcon their own thing and now you i mean loki was always kind of a <laughs> kind of a hit <laughs> but he's a fan favorite so of course he's gonna get stuff right but like you know phase four in terms of like the tv shows is definitely just kind of like hey let's shine light on some of these like they're not new but they're they never really were fully fleshed out you know and that's kind of that's i like that and we don't really know what phase four the movies are going to be doing because they have been delayed for two years (laughs) so (laughs) we have no idea yeah so we have you know no idea Black Widow seemingly is not going to be too. I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's not too uh, forward thinking, just because it takes place technically in the during the Infinity Wars or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So it can't be too revealing on the future because mm-hmm. she's not in the future. <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers. No kidding. Yeah, spoilers. Uh, oh, Black no. Widow's dead. So. Yeah, <laughs> she's definitely not going to be phase four or five material. So, yeah. But uh, I guess talking just like singular films. Do you guys have any like standout films that you think are like like your personal favorites, or do you have like one that may be like underrated that you think people don't give enough credit, or you know, what are you, what are what are some of your guys's like go tos? I think the first Captain America film will always have a special place in my heart. I just think, you know, Steve Rogers is really cool. I love, you know, his origin story and just like having a little bit of that period piece and exploring World War II. And I remember seeing that. I don't know if it was on the IMAX, but I definitely saw it with my whole family. They were all excited to see this movie. (laughs) I was incredibly yeah. excited for the first Captain America. And oh, in fact, it's still my favorite that. film for <laughs> phase one. You know, mm-hmm. like I think even to this day, I think that movie holds up better than the other phase one films. Better than Thor. Yeah, <laughs> Thor. <laughs> Thor's had a rough life. <laughs> it's the first, it terrible. Yeah. Yeah. The first yeah. Thor is too uh, Shakespearean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, in terms of like even just like the costumes, how it's filmed, the delivery of the lines is almost kind of like a play. Like they, it's almost like they're overacting. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like Thor mm-hmm. didn't hit his stride until phase three. Of course. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> yeah. Like I would agree with that. I'll go ahead and say that I there are parts of Thor the Dark World that I think are incredible. But I think there's so much of that film is such just a mess that it completely, like, it, it ruins it. Like, I feel like if that film had literally nothing to do with Earth, it would have been a thousand times better. Maybe. You know, like, there's so many great moments in that, like, some really nice scenes. Yeah. But as a whole, like, watching the whole movie, it's like, yeah. oh, oh my gosh. Go it was so come back tomorrow. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was bad enough was where dark I remember. I remember Chris Hemsworth was like, "This made me want to quit." <laughs> like, yeah. well, like, wasn't that like the entire Thor, um, group? Basically, they were just like at, by the end of Dark World, they were all just like. Well, I remember. God, <laughs> I remember when that that was in the middle. Like that was you know that's mid phase two stuff and that's when contract negotiations were going on for a lot of the like original talent and i remember that Mm -hmm. there were all these stories coming out they're like oh robert downey jr's not gonna be iron man anymore because they're not gonna give him a billion dollars or whatever you remember all that you remember all those contract disputes like oh yeah oh yeah and hemsworth was one of them because he was like i don't like this character he's fucking dull and boring and overly serious and it's not fun (laughs) and then the savior taika waititi comes in and makes like one of the best mcu films in my opinion with thor ragnarok oh of course and just completely revitalized that character and Mm -hmm. hemsworth portrayal of him and actually just like now hemsworth's like yeah i want to play thor the rest of my life (laughs) you know know, and and taika even brought back uh natalie portman which i thought i thought she was like Mm -hmm. long gone yeah, same. And she has an so, awesome role. She's not just, you know, this, the earth squeeze, you know? <laughs> because, like, she always was basically just the, you know, the eye candy or whatever. She never really, like, oh, she's a scientist. She's super smart. But it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, she, both she movies. Really shine. Yeah, yeah. Not in the way that I expect Natalie Portman, who's an amazing actress, to actually have a more deserving role like the first door mm-hmm. she's literally just kind of like oh my god look at his muscles oh my god he shoots lightning this is this is amazing and then the second film she's just like straight up fe- damsel yeah she's literally the damsel <laughs> which she hated that's why she left because she's just like yeah. like if we're not going to mm-hmm. treat this character with some respect then right i'm gonna go yeah which you know further proves my point that Thor the Dark World, if it was strictly just an Asgardian film, had nothing to do with Earth, just like a, you know, Dark Elves and Asgardians, and doesn't have Darcy making stupid jokes, and, and Natalie Portman <laughs> oh, Darcy. Being, being the damsel. Oh, Darcy. Like, everything, all, everything about those characters from Earth, and uh, who's the, who's the, uh, like, the male scientist or whatever, who's like, he's like, crazy or whatever there's like a scene i remember he's like explaining the ether but he's like naked or something like everything about all the earth characters in that film is horrendous it's like so cheesy and awful but like it was just after effects of loki controlling his mind for so long i, I sure. <laughs> sure we'll go with that yeah. 
but I remember uh, the director for that film was Alan Taylor, and he was like, he was a, one of the main directors for Game of Thrones. And I could tell that he brought a lot of that with him because there's scenes in the dark world that have that kind of Game of Thrones flavor, that vibe. Because that film's very oh, yeah. much more, uh, like a little bit like when it is in Asgard and it's Thor and Loki or Thor and Heimdall. Like those scenes are like brooding and kind of dark, and they're not super like there's no charm or joy to them. But they're it's very much more just like a serious tone. And there's parts of me that's like, wow, I really like this, but it doesn't fit for Marvel, you know? Like, <laughs> it doesn't seem like an MCU film. It's like, it seems odd. Like, I mean, if you watch them now, like, that film stands out like a sore thumb because it doesn't have that the right tone. That it's such the a rest downer. Of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a downer. <laughs> and Darcy does her best to try and lift your spirits, but she's just so damn awful. She's she's too bright of a spot in that dark in that darkness. <laughs> In that, like, dark world, in that dark world. In that dark world. Yeah. But there's just... I feel like if that was not a Thor film, if it was just, I don't know, just some random fantasy film, I feel like it would have... It'd be better. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah. That's fair. But, like... That's, like, I don't know. That's probably my, like, uh, black sheep that I actually... Like, not technically a guilty pleasure, because I don't really enjoy watching it. <laughs> but you can appreciate a- it. But I can appreciate it, it, and there's, I can, yeah, there's aspects to it. I mean, there's some scenes in there that are, like, beautifully shot, that I'm just like, wow, this is really good. And then the next scene will be something else, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is really not good. <laughs> this is rough. <laughs> Do you guys have any, like, films like that that aren't, like, that aren't, like, the cream of the crop? But you you like them for, for whatever reason. I've been trying to think, but I, I'm such an I like everything person that it's I don't think <laughs> yeah, of any that's... except except for Dark World. I don't really see anything as like a, like wow that could have been ugh, yikes. Um, I don't know, man. Well, Kelsey, what's your help me out here? <laughs> What's your Wade? What's your uh, like? What's your like go-to MCU film that you can just like rewatch? Like your, you know, like the one that you watch the most. It's like your um, your uh, honestly your, your popcorn film. Probably the probably Infinity War. Oh Jesus! I love I love Infinity War so much. I mean, it is good, but yeah. Infinity War and Endgame are not films that I want to just like rewatch all the time because they're heavy, you know. Well, like, <laughs> Especially you, like, you just stop it. You stop it before the end. <laughs> like <laughs> Thor throws his his axe into Thanos. Stop the movie. He's dead. Bye. Like that's it. Yeah, but that's the even in, even like I remember watching Infinity War, and like the opening scene is you just see like Thanos basically a obliterating all the asgardians and it's just like thor like beaten down and then he just kicks the shit out of hulk like he's nothing and then he Mm -hmm. literally and then he kills loki and heimdall and i'm just like this is five minutes into the film (laughs) you know what i mean like i remember sitting in a theater during that yeah like checking my watch and being like oh my god we have a long way to go (laughs) yeah i was like this this like that was one of the best tone setters for like any of the movies you're just like oh wow 
I know exactly how this is going to play out. Well, I mean, especially like 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 coming from like the end of Ragnarok when they're when they're mm-hmm. like look out their ship window and it's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. and there's Thanos' ship." Yeah. <laughs> and Loki's like, "Uh, oh boy." <laughs> yeah, like I think it's also because the MCU doesn't have like I want to say it has the best stable of uh, villains throughout in its an entirety. There's a lot of like standouts, obviously Loki and mm-hmm. and Thanos. But like you know, with that being said, like when you get to Infinity War and you finally get to see Thanos like be a character as opposed to just like a face or a voice. Yeah, he's or, like being an active force and what's yeah. Going you on. actually get to finally see him in action. You're just like, whoa, this this dude's legit, you know. I feel like a lot of the a lot of the villains are just kind of like they're just you know they're just villain yeah basic they're not they're skin deep you know (laughs) yeah and Thanos has like there's like a certain point in Infinity War where you almost kind of see his side of things like I remember watching that film and I'm just like you know he's he's not wrong (laughs) you know (laughs) Like, the way you're going about it may be wrong, but, you know, you got the right, you know, you're, 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 see his point. Yeah, I see your point. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it's like, I understand the problems that you see in the universe. I, 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 I respect that. You know, that makes sense. Like, he's not, he's not a villain for villain's sake. You know, he's not just like, oh, I'm a big bad guy and I want to take over the world for money or power or, you know, stereotypical villain nonsense. Like, he actually sees himself as, like, doing the universe a favor, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that they came up with this uh, new reason for being for Thanos instead of the comic book version. <laughs> I'm yeah, not I saying, mean... not saying that that wouldn't have been great to see, like, on a screen as well because, wow... But as a movie, as like creating a story and really getting your audiences engaged in the villain that is Thanos, yeah. like that was, I feel like that was a good idea. Not, yeah. oh, I'm crazy and I'm in love with actual death. So yeah, I feel like, universe, it's fine. I feel like if Thanos was more comic accurate, it would have been less engaging, at least for me. Because... For me, villains make the heroes, and if mm-hmm. the and if the villain is kind of just like subpar or very one dimensional in his his ideals, it I don't really feel like when the hero wins that he it was like a huge triumph. You know what I mean? For sure. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason why I love Batman so much because Joker to me is such an amazing villain. We're not going to get too far into DC shit. This is a Marvel show, guys. <laughs> but, but like, we'll talk about DC another time. Don't yeah, we? yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm making Thanos such an engaging and almost like I don't want to say sympathetic, but to get your audience to at least tiptoe on that line a little bit with the villain is a huge accomplishment. You know. And, you know, and even by the end of, like, Infinity War, when you kind of see the point, like, Thanos' point, um, but you also see how terrifyingly close he continuously gets to that goal. Um, Yeah. 
and then and then especially once he's like running over all of the heroes and the characters that we have gotten to know like at a terrifying rate um you really you jump right back over that line oh yeah um, and you're like oh god they gotta stop him <laughs> yeah um like just the the emotions that you go through like with thanos alone is kind of ridiculous <laughs> yeah exactly i mean that when he acquires the soul stone and he has to kill gamora to get it and then you have that scene with him in the in the pool and like all that stuff and he realizes that he made an ultimate sacrifice to achieve his like his goal or his you know his his duty like that scene right there is, is very powerful for his character development in my and you know mm-hmm. if you didn't have any of that then he is he does fall back in line with that kind of one note villain where i'm just like i'm bad and powerful so i'm going to do mean and powerful things you know mm-hmm. and also when he actually does accomplish his goal dude just retires you know yep, goes that's, the, it. that's it yeah he just goes to his garden and lives in his shack destroys the infinity stones he's like all right i did the i saved the universe i'm gonna fucking grow some space veggies and just hang out you know like usually villains that we're used to seeing don't have an actual like end you know they just like there is no like oh well, i finally reached my my world domination so i guess i'll just stop here you know <laughs> like they never stopped yeah. being the villain and he stopped being the villain like even when in game and they came to get him he's just like fuck it guys i'm i'm done with this you know <laughs> kill me if you want whatever i'm, I'm over right. it I saved the goddamn universe. Like, what do you guys want from me? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, that's part of the reason why I think the how the MCU ended the Infinity Saga was such a strong character in Thanos. I feel like that... Uh, that could have gone, like, infinitely other direction and just been, like, a, not as a big of a uh, accomplishment if the villain was, didn't pay off. You know, oh, yeah. we've, see, we've seen Thanos since phase one, even if it's just like him, like turning and looking at the camera or whatever, like the buildup was unprecedented. You had, you had to wait like 10 years to actually see this dude in action. So the fact that they were able to pull it off was, is awesome, you know, mm-hmm. because like I said, most of the other villains in the, in the MCU are not, I can't even remember half their names, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, I think back and I'm like, who'd they, who, who, what was this dude's name? So, it wasn't like, well, the, go ahead. Oh, I, well, I was gonna get, like, back onto, I was gonna slightly change by mentioning another movie that I thought was but underrated a little bit. Do okay. it, what's your underrated? Well, I don't know. I think, personally, Ant-Man is kind of underrated in some sense. I really enjoy that movie. It's just a really fun heist movie. It's Paul Rudd. He's just great in that role. And it's just, it was a little bit of a fun, like, change of pace that we had, like, seen in some of the MCU movies. And I don't know. I was happy with it. I thought it was fun. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, I've seen it. Did you watch it? Yeah. I'll tell you why I feel like it's underrated. Because there's people like me that wrote it (laughs) off when Edgar Wright... (laughs) was no longer directing. Hmm. 
I remember the turmoil in that film where Edgar Wright, he like wrote the script, was going to direct it, and I was so excited. I was like, I love Edgar Wright. He's an amazing director. And then they're like, oh, creative differences. I'm stepping away. And then some nobody came in. I'm just like, whatever, this film's going to suck. And I was like, and Paul Rudd, I don't, you know, he's whatever. I don't, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's Paul Rudd. So I immediately wrote the film off because I was just not interested in the fact that Edgar Wright wasn't doing it. I was never really excited about any of the casting. Ant-Man's also not a character that I know much about or that gets me excited. So I feel like those are a lot of the reasons that kind of stack up that I'm sure a lot of people are like, yeah, whatever. I mean, if I get the chance to watch it, I will, but it doesn't seem like this. It was like a, uh, I gotta be first in line to see Ant-Man, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But after seeing it, yes, it is charming and pleasant and fun. Um, Did you see Ant-Man and the Wasp yet? Ant-Man and the Wasp is the only MCU film I haven't seen. So. Oh, it's so good. It's I like did, two I hours to, of sassy, uh, yeah. sassy Lily. I did watch, name. like, uh, I had to watch the after credits thing or whatever because it sets up in-game or whatever. I just, like, watched mm-hmm. that on YouTube, but I still have, to this day, have not watched the film. So I guess I probably should before Quantumania comes out. Yeah, you probably yeah. should. <laughs> gotta learn about the quantum realm man i know i have a very uh, tenuous knowledge of the quantum realm enough to at least understand the uh, story arc for endgame <laughs> so there you go yeah well they tell you i think they tell you in endgame everything you really need to know yeah um so it's mm-hmm. not like so so crucial of a thing yeah because even they knew like yeah hey, probably most people haven't seen this film so we should probably reiterate <laughs> what this is <laughs> you think you think they make any movie with the assumption oh they probably didn't see the one that came before it <laughs> okay ethan <laughs> i will say speaking of that um i remember the transition from uh like it was like midway through phase two like phase two had so much like weirdness happen because it was contract disputes with actors and then that's when joss whedon like kind of stepped away as like the overseer in terms of like like uh, like the main producer he was directing the avengers films like he was kind of like you know the the head dude <laughs> the guy and then when, yeah. yeah when they brought in the russo brothers and they did captain america winter soldier that that movie died. that movie was <laughs> incredible and then when the russo brothers started doing the bigger tentpole films like civil war and then they did infinity war and endgame like that was a, the perfect change that needed to happen because i feel like the russo brothers brought a spark because phase two was kind of all over the map in oh, terms yeah, of like yeah. quality and and just like turmoil within like studios and directors leaving and actors being pissy and all this other stuff and i remember all the stuff coming out when uh when age of ultron was filming and joss whedon was talking about how he just couldn't ha- he couldn't handle it anymore he was tired it was it was too much all this other stuff he needed to step away and thankfully he did because we won't get into it <laughs> but <laughs> No, I'm so I'm so appreciative uh, 
that they came in and took kind of took over like the cap the starting with the captain america stuff yeah uh, and then kept that story moving along um there's no way we would have gotten anywhere close to where we ended no yeah, way i know like they just man they were the fact that they're no longer part of the uh like the mcu family like kind of that's another reason why it makes me skeptical going forward because they were just perfect like production glue that you knew if like they were behind the project like there was going to be some like quality mm-hmm. control oh i bet they'll be back eventually i remember when they uh when they after end game and they're like yeah we're done but if you guys do uh what they say secret wars or whatever or they're like oh something big like that would bring mm-hmm. us back mm-hmm. i'm just like oh, oh well they I'm... are they are doing secret wars well but they're doing it as a tv secret show. secret invasion yeah. yeah they're doing secret invasion yeah. as a tv show i don't think that's going to get the russo i don't think that has the the cachet to get the russo brothers back <laughs> you know oh maybe not we'll see though there's some pretty uh pretty cool like characters coming um i'm pretty sure for that so that'll be pretty cool I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I guess I can't say I'm sure, but I'm hoping that they will come back down the road when there actually is that final, like, big uh, team-up film, whatever that mm-hmm. may be. You know, maybe they'll come back when the X-Men are more prominent and they can do a huge, crazy film with whatever that's all going to be. But I think it's yeah, also good for telling. them to kind of, <laughs> yeah, right. I think it's good for them to also step away. Oh yeah, you know, get just kind of yeah, get some space and come up with some fresh ideas. It's kind of funny, like most of the films they've been doing since are like flops. <laughs> like, they're a good director duo, but they just don't. Without the the strong, like Marvel cast and characters, I feel like uh, <laughs> they don't do as well. You know. <laughs> but well, I think it, I think it's possible ahead. that you have a. Like you got some of your work like done for you already with that with that group, you know. Oh yeah. And you know, with the overall, you know, kind of like we mentioned, like the uh, the roadmap ahead of them. You know, all you gotta do is kind of just fall in line and just make it great. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like start something from scratch. You know. I'm going to give another shout out to another movie. (laughs) Do it. Um, I wouldn't say it's underrated now. I think when, like right before it came out, it was considered underrated. Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) People were like, there's no way that's going to be a big hit. Mm-hmm. Look at that. And they're mess. like, what is this movie? Like, stupid. And I oh, don't, I, yeah, I mean, I, that's what I thought going into yeah, it. Yeah, I was one of them. <laughs> I was one of those people in that, when they saw that trailer. I was like, who the fuck are these people? I was like, what the hell is the like, Guardians of is... the Galaxy? There's a tree, there's a raccoon. It's like, they're, like, they just look, like, literally, and the trailer kind of even picked fun at that, too, because, like, I remember that yeah. line in the trailer, like, they just look like a bunch of a holes. And I was like, yeah, I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, and I don't know why I should care. And here we are. And then you watch it and you're like, wow, that was really good, really funny. The music, just the, like the comedy. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Yeah, the soundtrack The soundtrack was perfect for both of those films. And honestly, like, I think they nailed it with... Uh, it's kind of a huge risk having Dave uh, Batista, you know, who was like an ex. Was he... He was MMA or a wrestler or... He I came from. He was a wrestler. He came from the know. fighting yeah. world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and 
he was in there but like drax is almost like his character kind of steals more scenes than he has any right to right <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah like he kind of became like a huge like fan favorite because he was just like his lines were hilarious like the delivery and his character is just so like so funny <laughs> even though he like contextually isn't supposed to be it's just so good <laughs> but yeah i do remember when that film was uh like announced and being marketed i'm just like oh jesus what is happening here and then the second one came out and everybody was freaking out mm-hmm. <laughs> completely different uh like setting there <laughs> this like the second one like uh the filming in the second one there is some amazing shots in that film you know some just like truly stand up like they they kind of use like every color in the spectrum in that movie like that was one of the first uh marvel films that uh that i saw that i was like wow this is like an actual like spectacle because most of the marvel films they have kind of like a muted palette a little mm-hmm. bit and a lot of them mm-hmm. before then were also fairly grounded like even the first guardians of the galaxy was still kind of not dull but not as uh not as kind of like bombastic as guardians mm-hmm. 2 oh yeah and then you really like take it up a notch with thor ragnarok which still is like <laughs> one of the most beautifully yes. shot like superhero <laughs> films ever i'm so like, there's, interested there's, in seeing what they're gonna do with guardians 3 yeah right like like and even and stuff and thor love and thunder like Mm -hmm. dude that film's gonna be legit like i cannot wait (laughs) there's scenes in thor ragnarok that they like they look like oil paintings Mm -hmm. you know like they have like that wide shot with uh it's like a flashback and it shows the valkyries attacking hella oh yeah 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 that's so cool i was like dude this is an amazing shot and then when uh, Thor first like lands on the Rainbow Bridge, with his like l- when he finally figures out how to use like his lightning powers or whatever, and it's kind of like that same kind of angle, and just lands on the oh, bridge, yeah. just obliterates <laughs> everyone. Like there's some sta- the whole great scene. Yeah, there's some there's some standout moments in that film that it just are. Oh, and it's another like huge just color explosion in that film like something that the mcu definitely needed was more like color (laughs) like right like more like more vibrance like there's there's like all these characters have their own like color schemes but they were always kind of uh like toned down a little bit yeah 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 like Mm -hmm. like not saturated or yeah 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 and it wasn't until phase three they're like let's crank this shit up to 11 just blow these colors off the screen you know and you can and it's it's awesome about time yeah exactly what about some of the we kind of talked about uh, some of our favorite films and stuff like that what about uh, some of the biggest surprises Spider-Man are... <laughs> Spider-Man Spider-Man <laughs> Spider-Man like in, when he showed up in Civil War yeah <laughs> yeah like I was like in tears Spider-Man is my favorite <laughs> hero um and I thought he was like lost. Um, so the fact that not only that Marvel got to use Spider-Man for the movie, 
but like he was in civil war there like with all these other big heroes and stuff mm-hmm. um i was just that finished me off i was like this movie's over i'm done like <laughs> i have everything that i needed <laughs> and then they're like oh he's gonna get in movies too and then i was just on the ground dead so here i am waiting for no way home <laughs> yeah i yeah i remember when that trailer came out for civil war and at the end of it it showed spider-man taking cap's shield and he says like some quippy line or whatever i can't remember what it is but i remember like <laughs> that was like a you know and that's just a trailer and people were like what like they finally like you know they got spider-man in this, this is gonna be amazing because yeah that was like a huge if you take away if you take x-men out of the equation like spider-man's the next like big hero that was always kind of missing from this from the mm-hmm. from the collective you know but like we'll we'll know that we'll know that the x-men and or the fantastic four are coming um right. we just have to wait but we didn't really know about spider-man um, oh yeah you know that really was a shock uh not that i'm not waiting for x-men or fantastic four <laughs> but um i think spider-man is my number one surprise there i think i think my surprise i was surprised that they actually made a doctor strange movie Ooh, yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah. then it was actually was... good <laughs> yeah <laughs> talk talk about the, the stuff that goes on in that movie oh my gosh doctor strange <laughs> is a yeah that's a that's the definition of a trippy film but I feel like mm-hmm. that was the best way to handle that, like that character, and like is making it as trippy and not and non like not nonsensical in terms of like it didn't make sense, but just like nonsensical in terms of like physics, <laughs> and just like they needed those graphics. Yeah, because like a, most of the other characters are very grounded in reality or reality based powers. And you get Doctor Strange, who's a who's literally not. <laughs> yeah, who literally can almost you know bend reality to his will. It's just I'm glad that they like went for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that was just that film being good was a surprise to me because <laughs> I had very <laughs> low expectations for that, like extremely low. Yeah. Um, I I didn't really have any because he's just that kind of character that you just don't know about like even in the comics yeah um you know like he's kind of give or take it just kind of depends on who's writing for him at the time um but then the movie comes out and i remember going to see it i had to sit in like the very front row i'm pretty sure um so i was like right up there in front of all of these like crazy effects and stuff like my brain was so (laughs) fried by the end of the movie (laughs) yeah that I don't. Even, I didn't even get to see that one in theaters. That's how low my expectations were. I just waited oh, for it to come out. I know. I kind of wish I would have, but yeah, I didn't see that one in theaters. That would have. You can go watch number two. It's okay. Yeah, that one actually does have very high expectations. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> yes. I think for me, my biggest surprise is also kind of like a cop out. It's kind of like an easy answer. But I was honestly not expecting, or I don't think anyone was, at the end of Iron Man when you get Nick Fury saying that they're going to do the Avengers Initiative. 
Oh yeah, there's no way no anybody yeah. was expecting like that's that. literally like yeah. the ultimate pinnacle of surprises. Because that's the first one. There are no expectations that there's stuff at the end of the credits or whatever. You know, and then when you when you when you see that it just kind of like, you know, everyone's leaving the theater. Everyone's walking out, throwing their stuff away. And then Samuel Jackson pops up and he's like, Mr. Stark, you know, or whatever. And it's just like, well, what, 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 what is this? What <laughs> now? What is this now? <laughs> you know, like, well, that's do like, do you remember at the end of the Hulk, the, the second Hulk movie, like the one that's actually canonical. Um, do you remember Tony Stark being at the end of that one? Yeah. Those. Yeah, where he goes up to like uh, Thunderbolt, uh, the general, yeah, Thunderbolt mm-hmm. Ross or whatever, and they start talking about the Super Soldier serum or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, it set uh, it set a precedent that's still alive to this day that you have to wait for the credits. You have to, you have to. And then like Avengers kind of set that standard where it's like, all right, the mid credits is the actual like good one. <laughs> <laughs> and the post credits is just kind of like a throwaway gag, usually, yeah. you know. Because mm-hmm. I remember at the I waited all the way to the end of the Avengers just to watch them sit there and eat falafel or whatever, and I'm just like I waited for like twenty minutes for this, <laughs> like good god. Yep. Like but it's a funny laughed. scene, but it's just like oh my what, what yeah, what is this? <laughs> But yeah, that's another thing that's just like that's something that's totally unique to the MCU is like having those. Like I remember the X Men films did it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't it X Men Last Stand at the end of the credits? Because yes. like Xavier dies, but at the end of the credits, it shows Mora. Like, I don't know. He's some, back or something. Yeah, somehow like references that he's alive or his soul's alive or some shit. I don't know. Like, they tried. They tried their best. <laughs> yeah, well, the X-Men yeah. movies are weird because they, like, show off things that, like, are, like, not canon, but are canon. It's so weird. Yeah, the Especially X-Men... Especially with, like, the next trilogy, like, after that. Yeah, oh, we can get into God. the X-Men movies in a later episode, but they are yes. they are proof that if you don't have a concrete plan, your, your films <laughs> will suffer. Brian, goddamn singer. <laughs> because oh gosh they yes. took so we'll many talk about that for sure yeah they took so many respectable storylines and shat all over them so but yeah back to the back to the good marvel <sighs> stuff back to the <laughs> back to the mcu <laughs> oh one thing though i'm going to miss is all of stanley's cameos oh no oh yeah yep yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm they can they could make look it forward to, the to them. They can do that uh, yeah. digital rendering that they did for uh, they did for Leia and Moff Tarkin in the Star Wars movies. Oh, <laughs> oh, <my gosh>. oh <laughs> no! It digitally won't be the re- same. Digitally render Stanley in every film. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean his cameos, like you know, the throwaways, but they're so I don't know. They're just they're 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 funny they're charming they're like yeah, something to it's like it's kind of like uh you're watching a film but it's also like a where's waldo you know you're just kind of like you're waiting yes. for it you're like all right oh, yeah. where is he where's he gonna be what's he doing this time 
100 percent. i wonder if they find uh find new ways to subtly reference people i don't know i don't know maybe they'll start throwing like uh like one sheets for like jack kirby's drawings they'll just like throw them up like somewhere (laughs) (laughs) that'd be oh man (laughs) that might be a little too subtle (laughs) <laughs> Throw it right in the face. A bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, um I know we kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but uh about how some of the villains weren't always top notch. But besides Thanos and Loki, do you guys have any other villains that you felt were really good? Uh the Vulture? Yes. That was a hundred percent the one I was gonna say. Mostly because they like they threw you for a loop, um, and you find out he's the parent of one of Peter's friends. Yep. Um, which is not that is not comic canon at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it makes for, was, a, it makes for a it makes for a better film. Oh yeah, add in that drama. Add in that tension. That scene in the car, <laughs> right? <laughs> right before the dance or whatever, dude. That is like one of the best scenes in the mcu the theater was silent they were like we yeah you don't know what's gonna happen you're so like oh nervous and anxious it's <laughs> insane and he's also another one of those villains where you can kind of see his side of things too you know oh yeah he's just yeah. trying to look out for the little man basically yeah exactly more or less and then i also love at the end of the film you know where uh scorpion or whatever is like oh do you know who he is and he's like nah, if i knew who he was you think he'd be alive like i don't know man there's just like there you know yeah that was great i love that stuff i love that stuff character like vulture is definitely one of the top tippity top villains in that in the infinity saga for sure he's uh he's definitely different than comics vulture and that's okay yeah, that I think that's probably okay. for the best, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Comics Vulture is a little. There, there's the there's a reason why they didn't do it in Spider-Man Three, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, nah, you can't do this. Sam Raimi, don't do this. <laughs> Here's a whole list of other villains you can use instead. <laughs> Peter's just beating up on the elderly again. That's fine. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's okay. He, he he makes fun of it himself, so it's all good. <laughs> um i'll say one of my he's not like he's not a he's not a villain that has a whole lot of depth like your vulture or your thanos or your loki's but i think it's such a good characterization of the villain and a good like a a good uh casting choice and that's a red skull oh yeah mm-hmm. for sure like i love that actor and having him play red skull is awesome like i i just and he's very much a one note villain like he's very much just like a villain for villain's sake but i don't know it's just it's just so good oh (laughs) yeah well the fact that we got to see him one last time too is really cool Uh, yeah yeah yeah. it sucks it wasn't the same uh voice actor or actor in general but yeah because i mean yeah. <laughs> yeah but you know it's whatever but yeah i i, I always it's really something. like uh i always really liked red skull um also really liked uh hella 
and Thor Ragnarok. Oh my god. <laughs> if they don't bring back Hela somehow, some way, eventually. Oh my gosh, yes. She could be the villain, like, every Thor movie, and I'd be fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> she could, like, she could be the one that, like, galvanizes, like, the new villain. Maybe, and then, I mean. And then just, like, moves on with her life and watches Thor's life fall to pieces kind of thing. <laughs> she, like, Kate Blanchett was so over the top with it too but she was perfect <laughs> she's great but yeah it was um yeah it was amazing and there's some scenes in there where like she's a perfect example if you're gonna give somebody a weapon actually have them use it she is just straight up slaughtering dudes you know like when that scene at mm-hmm. asgard where it's like the whole army and she's just on the top of the steps and she's just like talking to them and then she literally just obliterates all of them like <laughs> do you know who i am <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> were She's you like, not what listening am I even... to me? Yeah, were you not listening? <laughs> yeah, like she. Now I need to go watch that scene again. <laughs> that was like, yeah, she was a fantastic villain. I'm trying to think. Everyone always says, uh, like, when you look at like lists for like best villains, everyone always talks about uh, Killmonger from Black Panther. Mm. But. Uh, hot take here. I didn't really like Black Panther as a film. What a brave thing to say. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing against. It's nothing no, against. No, no, no. I hear you. I hear you. It's nothing against Chadwick or. It's not like it's a bad movie. I think it's a perfectly well done film. It just. I don't know. I don't think anything about it is like. Overly. Uh, I don't know. It's got some cool scenes. Like, one of my favorite scenes is when he's kind of, like, in, like, uh, the ethereal plane or whatever, and he's, like, talking to his father. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a really... I really like that scene. I really like how it's shot. And the music in the film is bumping. But, I don't know, most of it's just... It's just, like, another kind of, like, action Bond kind of spy movie, almost. Yeah, I mean, it follows, like, a pretty and straight line as far as yeah. the plot goes. And that's what they were going for, but it's just, like... I remember when that came out, everybody thought, you know, like this, oh my God, this is the greatest Marvel film yet. And it was like, had like a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, like, and I, you know, I'm not one for being a contrarian, but I watched it and I was like, yeah, it's a good film, but it's not like, I don't think it elevates itself to like the top five of Marvel films. No, I think it's just that, you know, it sends a lot of really positive messages that people these days needed to hear. Um, maybe, I think, yeah, maybe I that's, that's what it is. You know, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's also, you know, it was uh, revolutionary at the time and also like needed at the time to have a film that was primarily uh, black. You know, mm-hmm. that's not that's a representation that you don't see very often in superhero films or just like big tentpole uh, blockbuster productions. You know, so that's right. like that's really cool too. But. Well, I- I'm really and I just, if I just look at it as something similar, yeah, hoping. But I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, I don't watch films for like uh, how they affect my like world and real mm-hmm. like how they affect real life. I just look at it as a film, and yeah. as a film, it's just like, yeah, it's a good movie. It's that was it. Like, <laughs> you know, like I kind of yeah, yeah. set. I set all the other things like aside. You know, like yeah. as, as, as great as all that stuff is, and it's really important, it doesn't like elevate the film in terms of just like it being a, a movie. 
Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I understand what you're saying. Just like if Shang, like if Shang Chi comes out, like it's awesome to have a primarily like uh, Asian cast film. But if that movie sucks, like I'm still gonna say it sucks. <laughs> like even oh, no matter how worry. like. I don't. I hope. I. I'm, I have actually high expectations for that film because I am really excited for like a martial arts film in the in the Marvel universe. Like I want to see some just badass like fight scenes. Um, you already had uh, Iron Fist, so. I was yeah. gonna make that joke. <laughs> yeah. Um. I didn't. I couldn't finish Iron Fist because it was terrible. I got the first season. I didn't watch the second season. In fact. Yeah, I've only seen the first. In fact. All of those Netflix oh, Marvel whoa, shows. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> All of those Marvel shows, <laughs> besides Daredevil, are not good. You can stop that right Wrong. now. Wrong. See, look. Boom. Jessica Jones. Jessica MF and yes. Jones. Everybody. Wrong. Fantastic. <laughs> Just because you can't appreciate Kristen Ritter, you get out. That's oh probably exactly what she it is. She was excellent. She was. She is the best Jessica Jones we will ever get. And if they ever recast her, yes, I will go and stand outside a building. I'll be so disappointed. I will hundred percent agree with everything you guys are saying, but I don't like Jessica Jones as a character the same way I don't like Deadpool as a character. Those kind of characters that are just—it's too much, like. Uh, like sarcasm and like passive aggression and it's just like that's like their shtick that shit annoys me and it gets old really quick no matter how great their arc is and jessica jones actually does have like a really cool like through line but i hate her as a character (laughs) so much she has so many layers though it's not just sarcasm yeah yeah, exactly but i i don't i can't root for that you know like, I'm just like, God, I want you to lose because you're just, I fucking hate you. Like <laughs> Every character oh. in that show to every other character in that show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's how they treat each other all the time. <laughs> yeah. Patsy. Oh, God. Yeah, and I don't Patsy. like her, I don't like her, uh, her best friend, mostly because I just yeah. don't. It's I okay to this. not like her because she's kind of a bitch, so it's okay. And I don't oh my like gosh, Luke Cage. Her at the end. It just gets worse as each season goes on, too. Oh my gosh. Like, Jessica's yes. kind of, she's trying to fix herself. She's trying to get better in what little ways that she can manage at a time. Yeah. And and she and her friend is just going off the deep oh, end. Oh, that last season. Time. Oh my god. Yeah. It when broke somebody me. has to, like, beat the crap out of her, just leave her on top of a building somewhere. Yeah, I didn't watch the last season yeah. of uh, Jessica oh. Jones, um, oh. just because. I thought it was yeah, better I, than the second. I had my I had my fill by the time I got through season two. I was like, God, I cannot. I just can't stand this anymore. I just cannot watch. Just like, I, I also still haven't watched Daredevil three, but I that's mostly yeah, because when they announced that everything was being canceled, I was like, Well, I'm done with all this. <laughs> so they. They could have announced the canceling of all those things, like, in a better place. <laughs> they uh, yeah, could have at maybe. least let all the shows end and then announce it. Yeah. It's part, that's a, yeah. not to get off too much on, like, a tangent, but that's part of the reason why I never, like, buy into Netflix shows, because I just don't trust them as a publisher house to not mm-hmm. cancel them after the first season. Oh, I mean, I, I, I have a small list going of 
of shows where I'm like, why did you do this? But that could yeah. be saved for a different yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll yes. have an episode just dedicated <laughs> to Netflix. Rada. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, technic- I mean, technically, all those uh, Marvel shows exist in the same universe because I remember in uh, Daredevil, like, they make mention to, like, Thor and Iron Man and stuff like that. And... You know, whatever. So I guess we can bring them up in this discussion, but they don't really. Yeah. They don't really matter to the Infinity Saga. Like and maybe someday. Technically, they don't really we'll matter at all anymore. Episode. So. <laughs> like. I just feel like it was like a cool experiment, and it just didn't work, because half the characters are not interesting. You know, uh, like it's more like Netflix wanted to use that money for somewhere else they I could mean, have kept it going if they if they wanted to like the directors well, and writers and stuff well the only the problem was is jessica jones and daredevil were the only ones that were a getting watched and b getting good reviews even the defenders did horrible well and see, iron like, fist did horrible luke cage did horrible luke cage and it deserved to be horrible because that show was awful luke cage yeah See, I, I didn't watch the second season, um, but I really liked the first yeah. season. No, that... I thought the first season was fine. I tried watching the second season, and I stopped halfway through the first episode, and I haven't gone back That's, since. That is exactly where I left off, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, they could put um, Iron Fist and Luke in the same show. They could have, like, a buddy thing going on, because that's kind of where they belong anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And that would be okay. But honestly, out of all those characters, I think the only one that deserves to make its big screen debut would be Daredevil. I think Charlie Cox and to less like Kristen Ritter also has like a huge like uh, fan following. But I think she doesn't have as much story thread that could be utilized moving forward as as like Daredevil does. Well, that's, I mean, that's fair. Daredevil has a good history with a lot um, of, like, the current big screen heroes. Yeah, that's what um, I'm saying. Like, I, mean, I feel not, like he not has Not that the more... other ones don't either, um, but they kind of stay, st- stay street level because yeah. they like it that way. But I think um, if you were, like, out of the, f- I think out of the four, like, if I had to rank them, I think Daredevil has, like, the best chance of getting any sort of, like, big screen like revival mm-hmm. like throw him in a spider-man film or whatever more so than like putting jessica jones and and whatever <laughs> you know <laughs> i don't think any of them deserve any of their own films i don't think any of them are strong enough to stand on their own just more tv shows would have been cool yeah more seasons yeah. i just think it's weird yeah that marvel like decided to like make all these different shows all at once like during this whole like these three phases because not only did you have the netflix shows you also had stuff on hulu freeform and abc it was very yeah. weird what was on hulu hulu um the they had the runaways oh that was a and then they had a, more of a new show, show though that's why it was on hulu right because it's owned by fox well yeah i mean they had the runaways what? and they also had uh uh, what's the other one that Noah Hawley did with, that was a mutant show? Oh, oh Legion. Yeah. Legion. That was on oh. FX. So. Oh, Legion. Legion. I, I liked Legion a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
No, there was that other one, though, about the family. The, you're talking about the Inhumans that was canceled? No, oh. no, no, the, no, the, the Gifted. Family. The Gifted. The yeah. Gifted. Uh, that was the, on Fox. Yeah. I believe it was on Fox. Yeah, that was separate. Yeah. I remember but the, the other ones that were... Well, you also have uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter. Yes. They were on and... ABC. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, Freeform had Cloak and Dagger. Oh, I forgot about Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, so did everyone, yes. because no one knows what Freeform is. <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> it's did not you, like, hey, did you, you check that did you knew the hit show on Freeform? Yes, Freeform? I watched all of it. Is it good? Um... I thought it was really good. I think it's really underrated. It's definitely still like teen focus and it deals but it deals with a lot of heavy like issues, mm-hmm. specifically with human trafficking and stuff and it takes place in New Orleans. It's a very cool like setting for the show. Mm-hmm. And they canceled that before. Like oh. it did get like two full seasons and then they kind of wrapped it up. I, honestly, I never watched all the Runaways, but supposedly in like the last season of the Runaways, they do like a crossover yeah they're they're in a couple them. episodes of of the at the end of runaways okay, yeah didn't uh, yeah. didn't agent I think carter it's worth watch. didn't agent carter get canceled as well yes after the second season mm-hmm. yeah agents of shield but actually got to wrap up though right i i think that's because yes the they did i was, was so like... happy <laughs> yeah oh no i just want to do a little thing about agents of shield that show really like stuck around it really like it got the ending it deserved and i personally really love that show against all odds yes i I was surprised i only got like four seasons in i think i think it lasted seven yeah yeah, it it went quite a ways i need to go finish it someday i liked it i don't know why i stopped watching it it wasn't because i didn't like it yeah i didn't know the last couple seasons are a blast they're so hear, crazy and fun. Yeah, I've heard that from a lot of different people that it got better as it went on, but I can't dedicate myself to all the like mundane, tedious, uh, like early seasons to get to like the good stuff. Because like that first season was like a slog with bad acting and horrible effects. I'm just like I can't watch this shit. I got better things to do. And granted, it's, it's a broadcast. It's a broadcast show, so like, but that's the reason why I don't watch broadcast television because I just can't stand <laughs> production values are so cheap, and they kind of just like, you know, there's just not as much quality control, in my opinion, for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually surprised it actually got the full run. Because I remember yeah. in humans, I didn't. Even, did that oh. show even actually come out? We I don't think it got canceled. It humans. did. It, it came out, and then that was it. That was I, was like, I think it was like it immediately was, canceled. It, it lasted I remember, like a half season, I think. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I remember I the pilot came out, and they're like, this is fucking awful. <laughs> I didn't well, it was any. very weird, because they released the first two episodes in theaters, right? As like a mini movie to like I try to get so. people to like hyped yeah. for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does get a little bit better, but it's not that great and then the movie got canceled and here we are <laughs> yeah. yeah i remember the movie we yeah. get the internals instead <laughs> my gosh well i think i'd rather take the eternals for now for now yeah. maybe someday I, they can fix mm-hmm. the inhuman stuff i don't know yeah i don't know enough about either one of them to 
care who sticks around and who doesn't. <laughs> so, well, I'm I'm really curious to see what they're <clears throat> excuse me going to have to do with Miss Marvel now. Yeah, I. Mm. I mean, we talked about that uh, a while back about how mm-hmm. what the origin and how all that's playing out and what she's like, what she is and who she is. Like, that's all going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. How they how do they kind of just like shove that character in? And it's like, where the hell have you been all this time? Or are you brand new? Like, it's I don't know. Should be should be interesting because that's going to be like the first Marvel show that we get that actually introduces a whole new character. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's isn't that the next one? It doesn't come out this fall. Um. Yeah. 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 Or it's, it's then, either that or Hawkeye. I can't remember which one. Oh, comes you out. know what? It's Hawkeye first, I think, and then yeah. Miss Marvel, and okay. then She Hulk. Yeah. Is She-Hulk this year, or is that next year? Um, I don't even think they've started filming She-Hulk yet, so... Probably next year. They're still casting for that. Because they just got the lead... They got the lead earlier in the year, and they just got the villain, like, last month. Uh, It's it's next year, yeah. Ten episodes. That's cool. Hmm. Well... Lots to come. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I know we keep talking about, like, uh, the future, and we know that Fantastic Four, like, it was actually, like, officially announced, like, no casting or anything. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't even think they have a director or writers or, like, literally anything. Oh, no, it's the guy who's doing Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do have the director, but they don't have, Mm -hmm. like... uh, That's it, (laughs) I think. (laughs) John uh, John Watt, or John Watts. Watt or Watts, one of those. That's Um, a good question. But the X-Men, like, I'm really excited, but there's also, like, this part of me that still loves, like, OG X-Men casting. Oh, of course. And it's just, yes. and it's always gonna like throw me off when I don't see Patrick Stewart as Xavier, <laughs> or I don't see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, and I don't see Ian McKellen mm-hmm. as Magneto. Like that's some of like the best casting, like ever. <laughs> so it's yeah, gonna be really hard for them to top yeah. that. It's gonna take some time to get used to a new mutant cast for sure. Yeah, like I feel like that's gonna, like I never get bogged down when they cast new batmans or jokers or whatever because i feel like i don't know maybe it's like so it happens so often but like hugh jackman was wolverine for like what seven films and like 10 years of his like career was just playing that one character mm-hmm. yeah. you know and then he i'm gonna is s- wolverine. yeah exactly and then i'm gonna see some new person playing wolverine i'm just I, i'm always gonna have that thing in the back of my mind i'm just like you're not fucking wolverine like, <laughs> you fake <laughs> they buried wolverine in the hills <laughs> yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do because who knows they might not even like right away choose like the classic like x-men characters who might see some slightly obscure ones and, i mean honestly it wouldn't be the worst idea if yeah. they did more but then it's also like I feel like that's kind of like a, a slippery slope because you're gonna have fan expectations waiting for the big the big characters, your Cyclopses and your Wolverines and your Xaviers and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. if we get 
you know, like B or C squad, you know, if like the first X-Men in the universe is Jubilee, you're gonna be like, all right, what the fuck's going on? Like, <laughs> oh, don't don't you be hating. Hey, on I was Jubilee like, I, I'm not gonna complain about that. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, that doesn't. Best of mutants. <laughs> it doesn't carry the same weight, to you. you know, in in terms of like in terms of because you got to understand, like, when you're doing film, you're more doing it for mainstream oh, because you have to be able to make your money back. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, you have to be able to ride that fine line between like hardcore fan expectations and also just like casual moviegoers who want to see like they don't give a shit who plays wolverine they just want to see wolverine you know what i mean yeah so if you're like big x-men reveal and you're throwing in a bunch of nobodies like that's probably not the best for box office sales you know (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's plenty of people to choose from um Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah literally hundreds (laughs) i think not starting with like the classic core um, is okay, uh, just to kind of like cleanse your palate, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of depends on where they go. Like, are they going to be, are they going to be kids when they start? Mm-hmm. You know, like is Xavier yeah, going to no. like start his school uh, by gathering up the kids and stuff, or are they already going to be like experienced but just like hidden? It. There are so many directions it can go in. It's so hard yeah, to it, say. Yeah, because yeah, they do like some sort of like, you know, one of the popular theories is like the multiverse like bleed over or crashing or whatever. Yeah, I mean there is that. And it's that. like, oh, they're already established and it's just their universe is now part of this universe. And it's just kind yeah, of like but I, thrown I kinda, it once. I see that as lazy. <laughs> um it's also yeah it's definitely the like easy route yeah and it doesn't give them a whole lot of rope to establish like that's basically them saying we we understand that you guys understand who these people are so we're not going to waste a lot of time (laughs) like giving them backgrounds like they did with spider-man right yeah exactly which you've seen spider-man's origins enough time i'm glad that that didn't have to see his uncle die again right it's like I'm, yeah. you know what i mean it's just like i get yeah. it like he was a nerd in school and gets beat up great power whatever the same fucking lines his uncle dies it's like he needs to be fighting wrestlers like <laughs> i don't need to see that a third time and i almost kind of feel the same way with like the x-men because like we got them as kids with like those with the later x-men films that aren't great and then to do it again even if it's like better it's just like yeah but i've seen this before right so it's gonna be it's hard for them to like that's probably their biggest challenge is how do we introduce them that feels earned but also not like pandering yeah well feige (laughs) said he has a plan um he's probably bullshit he's probably like he probably doesn't sleep at night he's probably like (laughs) (laughs) No. Probably like has like night we'll just sweats. wait and see what the plan is. Every every waking yeah. moment since this uh, since this buyout has been him trying to solve this riddle. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I I like to think that they have a plan, but God, that's got to be like the hardest like uh, Rubik's cube of characters to figure out. You we'll know? see. Yeah. Like I have, they haven't really 
they haven't really steered us wrong so you have to kind of go in with like a, a that blind assumption that they're going to pull it off but i'm always the like skeptic on everything <laughs> so <laughs> Just because I'm a DC fan, so I'm always waiting for the rug to be pulled out from underneath me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm kind of, oh, yeah. I'm used to that, so. <laughs> Afraid to have any expectations. Exactly. So I'm just waiting for it to kind of be like, all right, this is when it all goes off the rails. That's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> you well, know? We've, we've got a few years to wait probably for all that nonsense, so. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, does, does, does anyone know what the end of phase four is? No, I have no idea. Basically, everything that they've announced, it's all Phase 4. That's what I thought. <laughs> but they keep, like... when they Anytime they do, like, a new, like... Uh, like, timeline, like... You know, delays always throw everything off. And then, like, the last time they showed, like, all the title art, like, Blade wasn't a part of it, so is Blade now a Phase 5 film? Or they just... You know what I mean? Like it. I think it's still confusing, and I think they're still trying to figure, <laughs> trying to figure it out. Well, especially with everything getting delayed too, I think has kind of made everything. Yeah, because technically, by now we should have already have seen Black Widow, Eternals, and uh, uh, what was the Shang-Chi? other? Maybe Shang Chi, because they were like. There was three films that were all supposed to come out last year. Or wasn't Black Widow supposed to be like two years ago? <laughs> like, well, was year wasn't ago. it supposed to be Black Widow? Like, wasn't that originally supposed to take the place of when Captain Marvel came out, but then they switched places? I no, it's I hard for me so. to remember because I think I thought that's I have that in my head as what they should have done. <laughs> so yes, maybe that's one hundred percent. So maybe that's what. It is like seared in my brain that that was the plan, but I think I just willed that into existence. <laughs> I don't know. I could have sworn that was a thing, but I don't know. Because yeah, I remember the Black Widow movie has been in talks for like years before it actually happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I always thought that that should have been the perfect like bridge between Infinity War and Endgame. Maybe now, actually, having seen footage of it, maybe it doesn't make as much sense. But I always felt like Captain Marvel was kind of out of place as the bridge yeah, film it should have been after mm-hmm. so and honestly well, like I guess we'll wait and see like I th- Captain Marvel may be my least favorite MCU film like it's the only one I've only watched once and I have no plans to watch it again no I really like it it's fun I think it's fine. It's not my least favorite, but I just it's I, nothing special. Yeah, it's nothing special, and I think it's a little much, in kind of the same regard as like how the latest Wonder Woman film is, where it's just like trying to be too much into like female empowerment to the point where it seems like not justified, <laughs> and not not uh, <laughs> that's a slippery slope <laughs> it is yeah and i, I it, it, it is 100 percent. but i feel like that film spends way too much time saying like you know women can be just as as good as men and i'm just like yeah they can that i yeah they can some they're better than men most times <laughs> but this is like a two-hour film and 
most of it is just like flashbacks of her like i can stand up when i get knocked down just like oh my god i get it you're a badass let's move the fuck on like this <laughs> like it it's 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 almost too it was too much and she also has the same the same character traits that i hate that like they're uh that jessica jones does where she's just kind of like a smart ass the whole time and i just find that annoying and it, it i don't root for her as a character i'm just like oh my god you're just you're like the worst person wait till you meet spider woman <laughs> yeah well yeah. hopefully i don't because these will. are she's characters getting, that she's i she's getting a sony movie yes like an animated movie like uh like into the spider-verse oh mm-hmm Okay, well, that'll be interesting. Yeah. She's supposed to be in the next Spider Verse movie, and then she'll get her own movie after that. <laughs> so, like Jessica, Jessica Drew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, good. <laughs> so, and oh. these days, I say Spider Woman, and everybody thinks Spider Gwen. Um, oh no! Sorry. Or Ghost Spider, <laughs> and I'm like, oh wait, no, 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 hold on, like original Spider Woman. Back it up. Yeah, the original. <laughs> well, if she's anything like Captain Marvel, you can count me out. Well, they are best friends. <laughs> yeah, so no, not interested. <laughs> Just like I'm not interested in the uh, the Marvels or whatever the the three Marvels, the three Marvel women. Like, not in, not it doesn't interest me. But you'll watch like, it I'll, at least. You don't once. like Monica? Doesn't I mean we can we can get into Wandavision <laughs> at a later date. She didn't date, ask about but, Wandavision. She just asked about Monica. Yeah, but no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh that wow not there's like, a trend that's a dangerous trend you have going on Ethan. <laughs> no like no now. no no <laughs> because i actually love black widow i think black widow is an actual perfect embodiment of like female power because she's not that's a hilarious piece of shit. <laughs> and captain marvel is <laughs> That's hilarious because I actually disagree with you. I think Black Widow, even though we've seen her in so many different movies, I think she has a lack of character development. I think she is just what most people think they should expect to see in a hero. And I think that like with Captain Marvel and stuff, it's showing that there are other female heroes out there that aren't what we stereotypically think. And I like seeing different sides and... Yeah, we don't we don't want to see the same character multiple times so but that's you know that's how captain marvel's always been she's always been this yeah. like Piece sassy uh, okay <laughs> calm down <laughs> yeah see and i don't like i don't like sassy i don't like it in any character that's why i hate deadpool too he's an, it's just annoying it gets it gets tiresome if everything that comes out of their mouth is a fucking one-liner and a sarcastic quip that proves that they can, you know, do whatever. Like it's just, ugh. That's why I well, don't like. That's why I don't like Jessica Jones or Deadpool or any of those sassy assholes. They're just they're just assholes. Well, Deadpool is, his and I'm an asshole, is, so I can see other assholes. <laughs> and point them out of a crowd to sit there and be funny. That is, that is no, his I know. Job, like I, know. I understand yeah. like the character's point, but that's why I don't like that character. It's just like it's not something I root for. It's not something I want to spend two hours of my time watching. Yeah, it's just like that's okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like I, yeah, it's just not anything. I don't like. That's part of the reason why I wasn't really big a, a big fan of Iron Man either. Same reason. 
you know, I can't root for a guy that's just an asshole all the time. He earns it yeah. later on. I think he has a, one of the better story arks in the MCU. Well, he's by the, the longest, of, so he'd better. Yeah, mm-hmm. and by the end of it, I'm just like, damn, dude, like, I'm going to miss Tony Stark. But I remember early on, I'm like, I fucking hate Tony Stark. <laughs> I hate Iron Man. He's the worst. <laughs> like, I was always a huge Steve Rogers fan. He's like the perfect embodiment of the hero. He's selfless. You know, he does whatever it takes mm-hmm. to do the right thing, even if it makes him the enemy. Like, that is the character I get behind. That's the person I root for. I was on Team Captain, Civil War, like, stuff like that. I, yes. I can't, you know, I can't get behind characters that are just so, like, self-serving. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying, like, uh, Captain Marvel's not self-serving. Like, she's... On an intergalactic scale, she cares about a lot. I just can't stand it when she talks. <laughs> like, because she's just so just snarky. And I just don't like the snark, you know? It just gets old. Well, I, I think I think seeing her after Endgame, um, I think will probably do a lot for her character. Hopefully, uh, because I just... So. I think her representation, because... Yeah, in Infinity War and in Endgame, or she wasn't even in Infinity War. In Endgame, she kind of was just like a nothing. She has like a couple throwaway scenes. Mm-hmm. She saves Tony, and then she flies in at the end to destroy Thanos' ship. Have a couple cool fight scenes, but she didn't really do a whole lot or have much of a purpose because Endgame was kind of like the culmination of the original Avengers, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, in her film, an origin story, so it's very much, a st- you know, it the establishes her, but uh, hopefully she, maybe it's just, like, that 90s punk. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe she's just a product of the, of the, that film takes place in the 90s, so maybe she's just trying to fit in with that 90s <laughs> shit, but, you know, I'm obviously going to watch the Marvels. But I'm not, like, it's not something that's on my list of, like, I'm going to, you know, get I get there day one and watch this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, hopefully she does get better because she is, like, a cool character and has uh, potential to be a very... She reminds me of a character I love in DC, which is Green Lantern. Like, they're intergalactic scale heroes, you know? But... Yeah, she just needs to <laughs> dial back the sass a little bit, and she'll win Ethan over. <laughs> well, we'll see then, I guess. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, do we have anything anything left on our Infinity Saga retrospective? Anything else you'd like to talk about? I mean, I feel like we can spend hours on this, but... I mean, yeah. We, we can... We can yeah. I, I feel like we hit enough... We hit enough... Mm-hmm. Uh, high points and <laughs> we didn't really talk low points but i didn't want this to be something where we're 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 pulling a bunch of negative it, it got negative it got a little it got you know this is supposed to be a love letter to the infinity saga and since i'm an asshole i always have to bring it down a little bit so <laughs> S- sorry about that listeners <laughs> sorry. i i love the mcu so much all right i really do i it's just certain things just irk me. It's a 
you know, it's a personal problem. <laughs> you know, it's something I'm working on. <laughs> it's part of the reason why Wade annoys me. Because yeah. <laughs> Wade's sassy, and that's part of the reason why it drives me crazy. <laughs> okay, I thought we were ending on a positive note on this segment. <laughs> All right, here's the positive note. Wade, I love you, yeah. but you're Yay. a sassy bitch sometimes. Hey, there I you am. go. <laughs> you're right. All right, so moving on to more <laughs> MCU goodness. <laughs> uh, Black Widow comes out in eight days. So what are your guys' expectations for this film? Because it's, kind of, it's kind of a weird one to start off Phase 4 with a film that technically takes place during Phase 3. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not thinking of it as a Phase 4 movie um, because of that. Um, I'm just I'm just glad we get to see more about the Black Widow's uh, life and her backstory and stuff. Um, so I'll be there. I'm waiting. I'm excited to see Taskmaster. Like I want to see some really just like good grounded fight scenes. Oh, like just no, the we'll same reason. That. The same reason why I really liked Captain America: Winter Soldier is because the Winter Soldier. Like, those action scenes with just, like, mm. it was very visceral. It was very, like, personal. It was very, like, you know, it wasn't just flying around shooting lasers or being the Hulk and just throw. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, superhero stuff. It was more just, like, hand-to-hand combat. And, like, mm-hmm. Taskmaster and Black yeah. Widow should lend itself to some pretty incredible fight scenes if they do, you know, if they have, like, the choreography and the and uh, the production crew behind it to pull off some of that stuff. Like, that's what I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see some just, like, really cool, intense fight scenes. Yeah, Because that's, should, like, what Taskmaster's shtick is, is just being a, the ultimate fighter. Right. You know? Mimicking any fight style, like, <laughs> instantly or whatever. Like, he's, he's, he's about as deep as a puddle, but... <laughs> It doesn't make him less dangerous, though, for sure. Exactly, but, like, I just want to see some just, like, knockout brawls, you know? It's going to be like, two hours of that, I bet. Hopefully. In terms of, you know, I'm not really expecting, like we kind of briefly mentioned earlier, not really expecting a whole lot of, uh, uh, like, story threads or breadcrumbs that lead to grander things. I think this is more just, like, long overdue to give Black Widow her time to shine. You know, this should have happened years ago. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember people were crying out for this, during, like, in Phase 2. Like, hey, why doesn't Black Widow have a story, or her own movie? You know? And here Hawkeye is. He gets a TV show where he's training a brat, so. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Chelsea, what about I, you? Yeah, I know you, I know you hate Black friend. Widow. <laughs> <laughs> i hate the mcu version doesn't mean i hate the character i will comics, but i will agree that black widow's uh when she was brought into the mcu she was like super over sexualized yes it's just like oh here's scarlett johansson a bombshell let's put her in all these skimpy tight outfits let's show as much cleavage as we can get away with with disney oh, let's well... do all this <laughs> Uh, I There's, mean, uh, that's that's Black Widow in the comic book too. That's not well. I mean, a lot of these characters Scarlett in comic Johansson. books are like that's no. I'm I mean, a lot of these oh, we characters and no, I'm not blaming Scarlett I, Johansson. No, I'm, not I'm saying, saying it's like no. I, oh, I know she wouldn't make those decisions for herself. But I'm saying it's not like they're like, well, we've got Scarlett, so let's just hoe it up. No, that's uh, that's very much Black Widow in the comics too. 
I mean, a lot of these characters, like, costumes in the comics are, like, there's... <laughs> They're ridiculous. Yeah, a lot of them are super (laughs) over-sexualized. But I feel like you have a perfect opportunity to not do that, and they fell right into that trap. You know, they made her, like, basically, like, a distraction to Tony Stark, who is a, you know, poon hound, basically. Hey, boy. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's Natasha doing her job, though, too, you know? Yeah. She's there to distract and learn and stuff like that, so... Yeah, it but was it's also just, just the first female character we were introduced in this MCU, and yeah. so it well, was just kind true. of yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just feel like it. Yeah, her, her role in Iron Man Two was not handled with any sort of grace or <laughs> like there. There's there's a way to handle like I feel like Bond films do this a lot better. Uh, like the more recent ones, not the Sean Connery ones <laughs> or the older ones, <laughs> where they have like the the beautiful distraction but they are way more than that mm-hmm. and i feel like black mm-hmm. widow wasn't until way later like i mean we've got to see a little bit of it in like the avengers film but she didn't start getting any sort of like actual like story depth until like phase three so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah my expectations are low for this movie but i think seeing some of the more recent trailers in the last couple months have made me a little more excited about this movie than when like it was first announced so i will just try to keep my expectations low and just try to go into this movie with an open mind and see how it goes (laughs) that's a good way to live i'll I'll go in with my popcorn it's just expecting to have a good time and and if i get something else out of it then great let's go there you go. Because at the very least, it'll be a good time. So, wait, yeah. I'm very much envious of your like whole just life outlook because I just cannot. I don't live that way. <laughs> it's not too hard. It's not too hard. I feel like I only do it with film, though. I don't really have that kind of outlook on literally anything else. But film is something that's always uh, something that I get overhyped for or I'm overly critical of, so on and so forth. <laughs> So, if I could think but, of some tips, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't you write me a book? <laughs> but yeah, I don't really have I don't have high expectations for Black Widow. I'm probably not going to see it in theaters because I'm definitely not ready to go back to theaters. Um, mm-hmm. so the premiere access thing may be an avenue, or just a more wait and see. Just because I have the impression that this doesn't have any kind of uh bigger purpose so i'm not really like oh i have to get that in credit scene so i know what the next thing is i don't have that kind of jones for it so oh i didn't <laughs> I even feel like... think about it in credit scene for this movie yeah so i feel like i can i feel like i can wait you know yeah, well you yeah. know um i'll let you know this weekend i guess the rev- i've seen reviews it's already like you know certified fresh with, oh, have like, the reviews come out already? Uh, yeah. There's like uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Last I checked, there was like 140 reviews, and I think it's got like an 86 right now, or something like that. Mm. So interesting. But I mean, what was the last Marvel film that wasn't certified fresh? Has there ever been one? <laughs> Probably. Like not. even the even <laughs> Thor: The Dark World and Incredible Hulk, which are like the bastards of the MCU. Like, they're both certified fresh, so. 
so that's not saying much i, I feel like there's like a disney mandate that, <laughs> gets, that eliminates bad reviews <laughs> oh man um yeah. i don't know if you guys got anything else on black widow i agree with chelsea when it first announced i was not excited for it but then when you started seeing some footage uh some of the mm-hmm. some of the action tidbits i was like oh wow this is actually this looks like it could be a good time good little action movie good little sprinkle of fun without any kind of big story weight or you know stuff like that so yeah july 9th black widow heck yeah theaters and disney plus for the premiere access be there yeah (laughs) all right so now that we're done with that let's move on to the latest episode of loki yeah let's talk let's talk about you blowing up our phones about that earlier uh yeah that episode deserved to blow up phones because it was incredible and maybe it's just because episode three kind of left a sour taste in my mouth and then episode four just gave me like a big scoop of just perfect vanilla ice cream to get rid of that you know it was (laughs) like episode four was just incredible start to finish i loved it I don't even know where to start with the episode. There are so many like different segments in it uh, that just hit hit. They hit so many places in that episode. It was pretty crazy. I didn't expect them to like go so far in one episode, though. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. For an episode that you know they're not these aren't you know they're forty five minutes to an hour long, but that episode ha- had enough. I felt like it was really well paced, but I felt like it felt like it was like two hours long as with all the information they were doling out, you know, mm-hmm. cause there were so many just reveals and stuff that like people were, were expecting or waiting for and, and et cetera, et cetera. But just like the way it was handled. And I feel like pacing is uh, a key contributor to that. Cause I felt like it was all delivered perfectly and it felt the right time to do it. And it brought back what I loved about this show the like quieter moments of just people talking. Mm-hmm. I feel like this show shines brightest when it's just more character character like engagement. Mm-hmm. And you know, bringing back Owen Wilson, bringing back Mobius, like yes. obviously, you know, that's that's all I want. <laughs> right. He, so much better. <laughs> he he dies, but you know, whatever. Spoilers. He or gets does he? he gets yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, this is also the first episode that had the post-credits uh, scene. Hmm. Dang. Yes. Oh my gosh. Which, <laughs> but yeah, then like, you know, the whole timekeepers thing, and then just the, the, the you know, the, the idea that they're all variants, and you know, there's just, so much information was doled out, but then also so many like bigger questions were conceived from mm-hmm. it. It was, uh And also I just... The music in this episode was absolutely incredible. So strong. Yes. Like the whole time, I'm gonna have to look it up. I don't. I mean, I don't think it is, but I was getting strong Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones vibes. Like the music was given. Was I felt like it was like the same composer, like the way it was. I don't know. It was. Oh God, it was so freaking good. <laughs> and. Not to bring it back to uh, the MCU, like the Infinity Saga, but that's like one thing that most Marvel films don't really uh, 
leave a lasting impression is with their scores. They're very just. It's just there. It's not bad, oh, yeah. but it's, it's also just not something. Back in track to what's yeah. going on. Yeah, exactly. It's just music. You know, it's there. It elevates the scene. It it does everything it's supposed to do, but it's not something that you want to go like find that soundtrack and listen to while you're cleaning the house or whatever. Loki's mm-hmm. the first time I've actually watched a Marvel property where I'm just like, I want this soundtrack just to listen to. <laughs> like it's so good, and that's part of the reason why the episode just really like was it just it was just singing because yeah, the music was, was just such a perfect. Package. Yeah, which also is just like, man, if we get two left, if they're half as good as this one, then this will be the first show to actually have a good finish. <laughs> So. Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, I, I, I kind of expect a good finish anyway, just because, like, this show doesn't have a tie into a movie. Um, like, they don't have to, like, hit the brakes or anything. They can complete a story within right. this one season. So um, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if that if that does get to happen. So, Right. Yeah, because, you know, like you said, it's, it's, we don't really know what the implications of the ending for this is going to be. If it is going to have any, because mm-hmm. we do know that there's another season of this coming, you know, expectedly. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that, but we don't know what the, like, there isn't this, like, uh, there isn't this notion that there are going to be any implications from this show. Yeah. So yeah. with that, going into it with that knowledge kind of helps temper expectations a little bit because i think i think that's what sank wandavision ultimately for me is i had grander expectations Mm -hmm. based on how it should affect the greater universe you know but we can you know that's a that's (laughs) it's another conversation (laughs) (laughs) well you know that they added in like they changed the final scene of wandavision i thought that was just like a rumor did anyone actually watch it? Like, I have not gone to, like, check myself. Um, yeah, I, just I saw... keep seeing it all over the place. Yeah, I saw it fluttering around the internet that they added Doctor Strange back into the ending. But I've never seen it from an what? official source. It's always been from, like, you know, Candyman67 on Twitter. So, I've... <laughs> I just ne- well, yeah, like, I've never... <laughs> so, Chelsea hasn't, I guess, hasn't seen this yet. Um, you know, like, no, the, you know this scene, not. like, at the, the post credit scene... Where Wanda's, yes. like, in the cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know how, like, the, the scene begins with, like, the camera panning over, like, the lake and the woods and stuff. And it zooms into the cabin. Yeah. Um, while the uh, while the camera is still far enough back to where you can see, like, the entire landscape. Um, apparently, you can see, like, a uh, kind of like a camouflaged silhouette of Doctor Strange and his cape flapping. Like, descending down by the cabin um we'll have to like we, we'll pull up the episode and we'll double check for sure but that and people have been showing it but uh, who's to say what's doctored and stuff like that yeah yeah because um, i know dr okay, strange well, we'll was look at originally, that after we finish yeah. recording <laughs> i know dr strange was originally going to be in wandavision and mm-hmm. then last minute kevin uh Feige was like no pull it like don't so they shot a different mm-hmm. like they filmed a different ending so I feel like that's what fueled all this, like, this buzz that's blown up all over the place. It's like, oh, no, they put him back in. But until, like, Marvel or Disney or somebody like goes out and 
with an official like statement on it, I don't buy it. We don't need more speculation about One Division, right? Yeah, <laughs> the internet ruined that fucking show. So can we please just leave it alone? Like it Jesus, was, I thought yeah. it was fun while it lasted, but I didn't. Um, I didn't really expect half of those things to really happen. Um, just because they were so crazy and grand in scale. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, also, like I, I, pull, I pulled up the episode on my phone. Um, you can absolutely see it. You can see Strange? Okay. I'll... Yeah, it's like, a, well, it's like a camouflage silhouette. Like, if you look up in the trees, like, you can see... Send us a screenshot. I will. Yeah, I'll send, a, sc- I will. Okay. send yeah, a screenshot right in the chat right now. <laughs> yeah, right now. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, audio listeners. This is... Uh... <laughs> You can go watch it yourself. <laughs> yeah, go watch. Go pull it up yourself. <laughs> Maybe we'll post in our social media. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll just keep fueling the fires. Hell yeah, we will. Yes. <laughs> well, while Wade's uh, posting fan-doctored footage, Chelsea, do you have anything else about Loki? Uh, no, I definitely enjoyed it. I think it definitely redeemed itself from that last episode that was just kind of like, why was that necessary? And then it was like, pulling you right back into everything and so i'm yeah. looking forward to it this episode actually made me like sylvie more too where in the last episode yes. i'm just oh, like yeah. i don't Certainly. i don't give a shit about you at all like mm-hmm. you just want to fight every five seconds <laughs> that's all you do <laughs> yeah and she actually used her uh sword or she actually <laughs> stabbed somebody in this uh, episode too yeah. as I, when i was seeing that happen i i thought of you ethan i was like hey look yeah, exactly. Both of them. Both of them stabbed somebody. So you yes. know, finally, that's all I've been wanting. Use your weapons. So yeah, exactly. If you're gonna if you're gonna have the prop department make that weapon, you better stab somebody with it. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, if the only if I had to nitpick and find any sign of downside, it's just it's kind of just like with Loki. He's not like this supreme fighter so that fight scene at the end of the episode was kind of just like guys just kind of holding each other and rustling around (laughs) you know it's not like it wasn't like a super well choreographed fight scene or anything i mean it got the point across but it wasn't like whoa this is an you know this is this is an awesome fight scene it was kind of just it's like kind of watching like what you expect a fight scene to be at like some frat house (laughs) You know, just a bunch of random swinging and flailing around. So that was like the only thing that was kind of a... But I'm not expecting huge, well-choreographed, grandiose Shang-Chi style fight scenes from this show. But yeah, it just it just stands out. It's just super noticeable when you watch something. You're just like, oh, wow, this... Uh, <laughs> they definitely are not meant to be fighting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely eager to see... What happens next? Um, the post-credit scene, you know, definitely sets up some of the stuff that we've seen in the trailers with Loki mm-hmm. and then, uh, Sylvie, you know, digging for information about the Timekeepers. So next episode, next week should be pretty awesome. Hopefully, yes. Penultimate so. episode. Here we go. Penultimate episode. <laughs> what a word! What a word! Penultimate. <laughs> you know, every time like. I actually got excited with that like phraseology when I was into Game of Thrones because the penultimate episode was always the craziest. Yeah, that was always that was always the episode. 
yeah, it's like, all right, episode nine of every season, some shit's going down. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you always wanted to watch the penultimate episode. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess that's, uh, I guess that's it for Loki. Definitely a roller coaster ride of a show so far, but Tom Hiddleston is perfectly cast as Loki as always. Would so. you say that he's killing it? Yes. <laughs> no I'm gonna miss Owen Wilson. It's that's that's uh it's the only thing. No more Owen Wilson. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see, I guess, but I just really want him to get his jet ski. You know? That's <laughs> That's all he needs. That's how the show's gonna end is Loki and Owen Wilson on a jet ski. (laughs) I don't think anybody's complaining. I'm calling it now. That's that's the ending. Alright guys, that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, you know, go ahead and like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out every week. We always have an episode on Mondays. Also, you know, we could use some reviews, uh, five stars preferably, but, you know, do whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Do whatever you feel is right, right from your heart, you know. Um, And if you, you know, if you guys have any questions or comments or you want to criticize the shit that comes out of my mouth, you can email us at demasteredpodcast at gmail.com. Also be sure to... You know, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Pod Demastered. And yeah, thanks for listening to our verbal love letter to the MCU. And hopefully more great things to come in the future. It was fun. (laughs) Alright, so we will see you guys next week.